Hello, everyone. Today's podcast is another in my It's a Love Story series sponsored by my book of the same name, which celebrates four years of existence this month. What in the world? We've done 21 of these episodes, and traditionally, when we come up with a quintessential love story, something a little more mainstream than Grease 2 comes to mind. I imagine the majority of you haven't even seen Grease 2, let alone knew it existed. I'd like to take this time to plead my case. Just listen to this synopsis. Stephanie Zanoni is the leader of Rydell High School's Pink Ladies, a gang of girls who are counterparts of the school's group of greasers called the T-Birds. Stephanie is tired of her relationship with top T-Bird Johnny Nagarelli, so she breaks up with him and quickly catches the eye of English exchange student Michael Carrington. Hoping to win her over, Michael tries to overcome his nerdy ways while holding off the jealous Johnny. Grease 2 taught us that brainy students who know Shakespeare can also be cool writers. We learned that high school talent shows in the 60s had legitimate production value, and anyone can learn the ins and outs of reproduction through the magic of song and dance. It was fun and educational. Hey everyone, I'm Lindsay and welcome to the I Hate Green Beans podcast. During each episode, I'll be discussing television, movies, music, and books with friends who love pop culture as much as I do. For those of you wondering, yes, we will be talking about the Bachelor franchise. And no, I do not want to try your grandmother's famous green bean casserole recipe. But thanks for offering. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. It's episode 295 of the I Hate Green Beans podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay. I'm here this week with some guy in Austin, which I wasn't expecting to be because Bachelor is over. Yet here you are because I call you in a panic and I say, hey, 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 can you record with me? And you said yes. And you're on your vacation, your Easter vacation. I feel really bad, but thank you so much for taking some time. You're awesome. Did you lose some friends or something? What happened? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. I think it's just that, you know, sometimes you can, I can always call on you, Laura, Stephanie, Todd, but I think I was the one who just looked up and it was, I mean, Wednesday. And I thought, oh gosh, I haven't, I don't have this settled yet. And I knew I wanted to do something in my It's a Love Story series, which is what I based off my book, which did you know came out four years ago next week. Doesn't it just seem like yesterday? Just yesterday I was drunk at some brewery. (laughs) Talking to your friends. I don't know why that made me laugh, but yes, true story. It It's four years ago. I have a toddler book baby, but we've done this so many times. I counted. I've, this is going to be the 22nd one of these that I've done where we just pick through a love story, a rom-com movie. And for some reason, all over my social media, I didn't understand why Grease 2 kept popping up. Not Grease 1, Grease 2. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be fun to do It's a Love Story? Because 
The love story between Stephanie and Michael was very near and dear to my heart growing up. It came out in 1982, and I thought, who could do Grease 2 with me? Well, Laura was a baby when this came out, and I don't think she's ever seen it. And I don't think Stephanie's ever seen it. I didn't ask Todd because he's gone this weekend for Easter. I thought, I bet you anything, you know Grease 2. And you were were on it without, I barely had the words. They were still hanging in the air. And you said, yes. I'll do it. Grease too. And yeah, I thought, that I, is amazing. It's, uh, as, as we both know, it's uh, more of a cult classic. I think True Grease fans um, adopted it. Uh, it wasn't much of a hit. I'm sure you have those stats because you're Lindsay yeah. and you do your homework. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. And, um, you know, I just, to, to kind of bone up on my, uh, on my Grease 2 knowledge, I did uh, Google it before we talked. And I got a little trivia that I realized too. One of the uh, pink ladies uh, Uh is is a woman by the name of Pamela Adlon. And um, I didn't realize she had been around that long, but she is the voice of Bobby Hill in King of the Hill. What? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And and she also is, uh, she plays uh, Charlie Runkle's wife on a a show that was called Californication with David Duchovny. Uh Um, That was the first time I'd ever seen her on screen because I was a fan of that show. And anyway, just rolling through the cast, I didn't realize that she she had to be a kid. I mean, she's, you know, was probably 20 when this was, uh, came out. But, um, anyway, it's pretty fun to go back and see people who actually had careers. Right. We were talking about Michelle Pfeiffer and I think this was considered, you said she had a role before this one. What was it? Hollywood something? Yeah, another one of my favorite all-time kind of cult movies is a movie called Hollywood Nights. And uh, Robert Wool, who is in a show called Arliss, he's been a bunch of stuff. He was the star. But Tony Danza and Michelle Pfeiffer were in that movie. It came out in probably 78, maybe Mm -hmm. 79. And uh, it's just kind of a coming-of-age comedy, um, you know, movie about high school kids graduating. And uh, she and Tony Danza are a couple in that movie. But I think that was her first movie. But this definitely was what made her break out <laughs> which is so yeah. odd because it way, failed she miserably looks, she still looks fantastic <laughs> she does she does i don't i don't know what she has done she and gwyneth paltrow have made some sort of deal and i think they need to market what they've done but i i read that she was 23 when she did this role and it was a fluke that she went on the audition because she could neither sing nor dance so she won it because of her, she won the role because of her attitude as a pink lady and the idea that she wasn't going to conform to the regular pink ladiness of it all. She was going to be a feminist pink lady. And oh. so they thought she just had this attitude that well, screamed like, Stephanie Zanoni. Yeah, sometimes it just pays to try. That's a good lesson. Yeah, <laughs> there not? you go. A Make lesson learned from Greece too. You yeah, heard I'm it. Par- <laughs> I'm paraphrasing this, but I think Woody Allen is famous for saying something like 90% of life is just showing up. <laughs> it's right. I do not remember. This is going to sound so weird and odd because we are talking about Greece too as the whole entire category of this podcast, but I do not remember seeing it. Meaning I tried to think back, when was the first time I watched Grease 2? And I feel like it's always been there. Kind of like Grease and Sound of Music and all that kind of stuff. I don't ever remember, 
oh, this is my first time sitting down watching it and loving it. Cause I know I didn't see it in a theater. I, I can't remember. I do know, you know, my, my, mom was a big Grease fan. And, um, but I remember watching it at the house over and over again because my younger sister really liked it. And mm-hmm. I liked it. Too. We'll, we'll talk about this. I mean, the soundtrack's great and it's, it's just cheesy enough to be good, you know, yes. and, um, I'm a huge Johnny Nagarelli fan. Um, <laughs> good moments in there too. So, so Johnny Nagarelli, um, tell me his name again. Why can't I remember it? Zmed. Adrian Smed. Adrian Smed, yes. I was a fan of his because he was in uh, one of Tom Hanks' first movies called Bachelor Party. And it was yes. like a, you know, exactly what you'd expect. He was like the buddy. But uh, he was also went on to be in uh, T.J. Hooker. He was a cop. I do remember that. What, and, uh, he, he's just he's naturally funny, you know, and, and that carries through in his in the Johnny Nagarelli. Um, he, he, I, I don't know. I always thought he had a, a good personality. I came across really well on screen. And it, you know, that's why I like Johnny Nagarelli. What we what we did talk about when we were preparing to do this is you said, are we going to mention the fact that he's like 38 years old as a high school <laughs> yeah. senior? And yes, we are. He the, the whole entire cast look, they look so old. I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer doesn't, but she was way older than a high school kid too. What I thought was interesting in my research is that he was the role of Danny Zuko on Broadway. So yeah, he, he had the T-Bird vibe down before he even went in. And I think he was asked to play Nagarelli. He, and he also can, I don't know what his background is, but he can also sing and dance. I mean, I've seen, yes. him, I've seen him in other stuff where he sings and dances and stuff. So yeah, I mean, if he's stage trained, it's the perfect, you know, it's actually a play made into a movie, um, you know. and, and Exactly, it, yes. It's, the musical and all that. So, so do you, you mentioned that you remember watching it at home. I remember watching it at home. Were we watching it on TV or we, or did you have like VHS of it? How are we watching it? I would have had, I don't know, but I would have had to have had it probably on VHS because VHS. I can recall watching it many times. Me um, too. <laughs> so it couldn't have been just on TV that many times. I remember it playing. So yeah, many we, times for, for, for the people under 30 who are watching this, there used to be three channels. Uh, <laughs> and if your parents were nice enough, they paid for HBO. And you remember you used, to get that, you used to get that little like four by four catalog in the mail. <laughs> yes. and you'd, have to, you'd have to open it up and scroll down to your day and time and see when it came on. That's you know? right. Actually so exciting. Yeah. Yeah, you call actually, everybody yeah. over and like, woohoo, look what's happening. Yeah. Grease 2 is playing. Uh, that yeah. You were very yeah. popular if your parents had HBO. That's right. And then you had a, uh, if you had to go to the bathroom, you had a run at maybe you were, during the worst song in the movie or something. Or, or Charades. You, yeah, you didn't like it. You just have to run, <laughs> go to the bathroom and run back to your spot on the couch. <laughs> so what do you remember loving about Grease 2? Um, I had a crush on Michelle Pfeiffer. Of course. Um, yeah, she's very pretty. Uh, I liked the soundtrack. Um, there were some funny lines. The one that sticks out for some reason is when uh, – well, there's two that stick out, Paulette, but she ends up dating Johnny Nagarelli to make um, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer jealous or whatever. Right. Before she falls in love with Maxwell Caulfield, who is Michael Carrington. Yes. Um, and uh, I remember they – uh, they're in the bowling alley and they ask uh, Johnny, like they said, he says he's treating her for something and they say what? And he says, uh, 
um, nymphomania or something. <laughs> it's like a classic teenage line. And then for some reason, it always made me laugh. There's this one line as Paulette comes up and Johnny's combing his hair. And she says, gee, Johnny, I really like your hair, especially in the back. And he turns around, looks at her and he goes, thanks. <laughs> I don't know why it makes me laugh every time. It's just the look on his face or something. I will say really good in the back or something. Yes. Um, I will say that Paulette was probably my favorite character on the whole entire cast. Yeah. She's, she's um, again, you know, these movies, again, you had, you know, John Travolta and Lemieux and John, the first one, you had Michelle um, Pfeiffer, Adrian's med in this one, but there are some bona fide, you know, Broadway actresses and actors. I mean, Dee Dee Kahn, who played Frenchie, was very accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think uh, Lorna Luft, I think, is the one who played um, Paulette. Yes. Paulette. And she, they have big time Broadway and acting careers that, you know, they just, you don't know because they're not on screen. Connie Stevens made a, a, mm-hmm. a use in the first one, too. And um, anyway, so. Do you know who people. Lorna Luft's mother is? Um, I don't. Judy Garland. Oh, wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So Liza Minnelli's her half sister. Wow. That's interesting. So, and it was in the Entertainment Weekly article I read, they were doing um, an issue, a special issue or a special article on Grease 2 because there is an origin story of the Pink Ladies that is debuting this month on Paramount Plus. So I think they trotted out all the Grease 2 people. And one of the biggest regrets they say, all of the cast is kind of, you know, what would you have done differently? And every single one of them says, I do not know why Lorna left did not have some sort of solo or some sort of singing part Yeah, because she was so talented. And they said that that was odd. And maybe the director tried to put it in, but I also learned that the script wasn't even finished when they started filming the show. So that's, (laughs) that's, that's interesting, but what I believe went wrong between Grease 1 and Grease 2, again, I love Grease 2. I love them both. But what I think went wrong is they are, they are two different feels. And if the audience isn't expecting a more campier, funnier version of Grease, then you're not going to like it. Because you laugh a lot more and you kind of roll your eyes a lot more and the the action is, like I said, a little bit more campy in this one versus the first one, because Johnny Nagarelli is funnier, where Danny Zuko was sort of straight laced and and, cool. and yeah. cooler. And the pink ladies here, I don't believe, are equaled. And maybe it's because just I was I, I just thought Paulette was so funny and loved her and even her sister Dolores loved her too and I was obsessed with Michelle Pfeiffer and that made the other two Rhonda and Sharon I even had to think when we right before we started recording what was the other one's name what was the other one's name the one who dressed like uh, Jackie Kennedy Sharon yeah. is her name and I I couldn't I couldn't put her down. I couldn't put Rhonda down. Frenchie is in it just a little bit, not the whole thing. So to me, there was that love triangle between Johnny, Stephanie, and Paulette. And it was even a fake love triangle because Stephanie didn't want to be with Johnny. She wanted to be with Michael Carrington, who is the cousin of Sandy. So that was nice that they at least try to bring that in. But it's just a different feel. Yeah, without there's no question about that. And it's it's 
I don't think it does any disservice to the original no. nice compliment, but um, uh, Maxwell Caulfield. Now I, I don't know the only other thing I remember seeing him in, ironically, because his name is Michael Carrington in this movie, was the spinoff from Dynasty. I think it was called the Colbys or something. Yes. Remember? Yes. And it was he was he was like the Lorenzo Lamas, you know. In yes. He, he was the good looking. Uh, you know, younger guy, you know, whatever. But uh, that's the only other thing I remember seeing him in. Uh, I'm sure he was in other stuff, but uh, he didn't really go anywhere after after this movie. Well, and he blames Grease too for that. Oh, does he? Yes, he does. Which like a curse of Grease too. And they the the whole thing is Michelle Pfeiffer's the only one who went off to do anything big and is still a thing because uh, she fought her way to get over her Grease 2 complex or something, which I'm like, come on, Max Caulfield. Let's let's calm down a little bit. But he did blame that. Apparently, the entire cast was pulled from Broadway. So everybody was a triple threat, a singer and a dancer and Broadway actress, actor, theatrically trained, except for Michelle Pfeiffer. And so he said that he was supposed to be the next Richard Gere and... The next big thing, he even compared himself to John Travolta, I believe. And so he blames Greece because it was not critically acclaimed. He blames that for his acting career not going anywhere. And I, I that makes me sad. Yeah, I don't know how to feel about that. <laughs> I mean, I never once in my entire life uh, looked at anybody in that and said, you know, they're being held back by Greece too. <laughs> Well, the premise of the movie, if you don't know, is exactly what happened in the first one, but reverse the roles. So where Sandy came from another country and and she's straight-laced and cardigan and perfect and she falls in love with a greaser, it's the exact opposite. Stephanie Zanoni is the pink lady. She no longer wants to date the T-Bird and here comes Michael, but she's not interested in him because he's just a little too straight-laced for her. What does she want instead? She wants a, a cool rider. Yeah, she does. What does that even mean in your D-O-L-R-I-D-E-R. opinion? D-O-L-R-I-D-E-R. <laughs> he sings about it quite a bit. <laughs> Would you like to know a fun fact? Sure. Johnny Ray, my late beloved father, was obsessed with Grease 2 and would watch it. <laughs> would watch it. And knew the songs and pretended to stop just so his daughters could watch it. But he secretly, maybe even openly, loved it. And one year, right before he was, when he was first diagnosed, I filmed him um, mouthing the words to Cool Rider as it was playing on the TV. I secretly got out my phone and he was over there on the couch just watching. And he was spelling out, see... O-O-L-R-I-D-E-R. And he loved it. Well, See, that's awesome. Isn't it? I think it's great. I will also tell you that the end of at the end of the show, there there's a whole entire luau that's the end of the year. So in the first one, they did that fair where everyone's riding carnival, a Ferris wheel, carnival. Yes, everyone's riding a Ferris wheel and cotton candy and pie in the face. This one, they did a luau. I um, pitched it to the senior committee at my high school to do a luau at the end of the year. And they said, well, we don't have any place to do a luau. 
And I said, well, we can do it at my house. I offered my house without telling my parents because we had a pool. And so the senior luau was at my house and it was inspired by the Grease 2 finale. And I wore the outfit as close as I could get to what those twin girls wore at the luau. They were creepy, by the way. They were not creepy. They were darling. Okay. Well, I'm glad that that, I mean, <laughs> you have a much tighter Grease 2 connection than I do. Wow. See? That's pretty impressive. See? Yeah. It, it's enriched in my soul. So let's talk about the soundtrack because I think that's what draws us all in. If you had to pick a couple of songs that were your favorite, what would they be? I'd go Cool Rider and... Yes. Um, I don't know. I like none of them. I, I'm thinking like uh, the, the, the do it for your country one <laughs> when they're in the, when the bunker, I like that one. That's um, when I would go to the bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah, that was kind of an off one off scene. Right. And then uh, mm-hmm. I think, give me, give me some other ones. I, I, I probably will remember them when I yes. remind it. I, I think the opening song of this movie is well choreographed, super duper fun. Everyone is introduced. And so you kind of get a feel who everyone is back to school ah, again, right. which my one... dad would also sing every September, first day of school. He would <laughs> sing that to get me and my sister out of bed. Wow. And then uh, is, uh, is uh, we're going to score tonight. Is yes, it that one's good. So good. One yeah. thing I thought, those bowling balls have to be made out of styrofoam or something. Yeah, How no we're just twirling and been, jumping with these bowling balls. Good on you. Yeah. Would have been very dangerous. Do you remember um, the twins singing Brad? Oh, that's right. I, I, did, I that's, forgot about that. I that's their talent that. show song. Uh, we've got Cool Rider. We've got Reproduction. Ah, I remember that. That's that's an educational song. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> Where does the pollen go? I don't yeah. know. Um, one of my favorites, who's that guy? Who's, At the oh, bowling wow. alley. Remember Gosh, whenever yeah. it's whenever Michael first reveals that he can be a cool rider. Thank you very much. Yeah, and all he needs. Right yes, that is talent. He, he, he charged the T-Birds for writing their papers for school, got some money, built a motorcycle, Got some coveralls and a nice helmet and some goggles, and no one knew who he was. Yeah, yeah. he's mysterious. He is. You mentioned uh, "Do It for Our Country." There's also "Prowlin," which is the T-Bird song at the talent like show. I, like I didn't one. either. Um, charades was Michael solo. Wah, wah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Girl for all seasons, which. Oh, yeah. If Hallsville High School had had a talent show, I would have totally janked that too. And I would have grabbed friends and said, let's do this. Well, the, I love that song. Seasons has had a very, um, you said you didn't have a talent show. We had a talent show and I've seen many talent shows in my, my life. Uh, none of them were that, had that much production <laughs> value. I know. I know you feel got bad with that one guy with the accordion. He just was standing <laughs> in front of the curtain. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, but yes, I love that. Turn back the hands of time. What a turn back. What a wow, remember wow, when she yeah. thought he was dead and he was on a pile of motorcycles in heaven. Yeah. yeah. We have Rockahula. That's yeah. that was fun. I did not recreate that for senior Blue Owl. And then you have We'll Be Together, which is 
I thought it was a slow and emotional song, whereas in the original Grease, it's that we go together. Yeah. It was very hyper and fun. This one was slow and supposed to be emotional because they were graduating. So well, I do have um, I do have a little quiz for you. Okay. If you would like to partake, I'm going to say that now I've not shared these with you. I've not shared these no, with no, you. No. You've not, you have not, do you don't have these ahead of time, but I'm going to say the beginning of the lyric and I want to see if you can finish it. Uh, oh, so this is, this is the, the soundtrack songs we just discussed. Yes. And you're going you're to say the, some lyric from, and I have to fill it in. Oh, yes. Man. I've got seven of them, different songs. Oh, well, Are you okay. ready? I, I get four of these. I'm, I'm an expert. Okay. <laughs> So here's the first one. I got to go back. Back to school again. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, that whoa, whoa. I got to go. Um, we're going to rock. We're going to roll. We're going to bop. We're going to bowl. We're going to score. <laughs> score, score <laughs> I wasn't sure if you could get the bop part. <laughs> okay. No ordinary boy, no ordinary boy is gonna do. I don't know. I don't know. That was, I don't. I don't know that. Okay, let me sing it. No ordinary boy, no ordinary no, boy is gonna cool, do. Yeah, I, want cool, I want a cool, 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 cool. I want a cool, rider. Cool that's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's cool rider. This is this might this might be hard. Um, that punk is gonna get it when we find out. Oh man, I have no. I I can hear it in my head, but I yeah. don't know the next lyric. Who he is? Who's that? That's yes. Who's that guy? Who's that guy? <laughs> um, let's do it for our country. Let the, it's let's do it something is the next line, but I don't know what it is. The red, white, and the blue. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, you're probably you're thinking of the end. Let's way, do it for that's... our country. We owe it to our country. Yeah. Now listen, that if in context, let's just set the stage for that one because he's got a somewhat unwilling uh, uh, what's her name? Sharon. Sharon. Bless her heart. In, in a bunker. Yeah. Uh, where her screams can't be heard. Exactly. It's not and he's nice. trying to coax her into sleeping with him. Yeah. Um Kind of a creepy. It is creepy, but she doesn't do it. She's like, no. <laughs> yeah, she keeps her pillbox hat on and, you know. And her little cigarette holder thingy. They That's smoked weird. a bunch in this movie. Yeah. Smoked well, was, a bunch. Anyway. Okay, two more. Um, finish this line. I'll be your girl for all seasons. All the year through. Yes. All the year through. Yeah. <laughs> all the year through. Um, this is not a song, but I'm just asking because it's in the opening song. Do you know the Pink Lady's Pledge? Oh my gosh, no. I'm sorry, okay. I don't. It's in the opening song, and they say, The Pink Lady's Pledge is to act cool, to be look cool, 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 and to be cool, cool. Yeah. Yeah. till death yeah. do us part. Think yeah. pink. Yeah. And I, that's whenever I realized uh, Michelle Fiverr can't dance very well. Yeah, even in Cool Rider, she yeah. looked like she was um, But they give, they give her a ladder? <laughs> she can yeah. work a ladder. Yeah. Did, she did can she, climb yeah. a ladder and, and dance, you know, now, sort of on a ladder. Me, was it her voice? Or did, yes, did she, it was her voice. Yes. So she could sing, actually. She could sing. She could get away with it. 
But one of the things during Cool Rider that made me think Michelle Farmer is so cool was the fact that she puts on her pink lady jacket backwards and Ooh. it's leather. It's a black leather jacket on one side and a pink lady on the other. Is that not the well, coolest? It is cool. Now, the other thing I want I, w- I would be remiss if I didn't mention is uh, the the you know there there are lots of repeat cast members, you know, like we talked about yes. Frenchie, um, Sid Caesar who played the coach in both movies, yes. and then Connie Stevens who played the office lady, whatever her name is. Uh, or no, when she a she's teacher, a teacher, she was, yeah, English you know, teacher. Martin, who was played the principal or whatever in both of them, she was really funny. In both yes. Um, but the, my favorite one, and then the other one um, who played Eugene ended up in jail. Did you ever what? see that story? No. Yeah, he was. Like, he got in jail. He got like drunk somewhere and arrested or oh, something. No, was, Eugene. <laughs> yeah, Eugene. Yeah. Um, but the other guy I really wanted to mention is Crater Face. I love Crater Face <laughs> in the first one. Um, I liked in this movie, first of all, again, Michael Carrington, Dreamboat City. And if you watch him through the, the movie, he, he gets a little less straight laced and starts to dress more like a kid in the sixties. And by the end, whenever what I always liked that she said to him, you know, he said, I didn't know if you'd want to, if you'd like me, if you knew it was me. And she said, are you kidding? I get two for one. So she kind of, I liked that she liked him as a, the smarty pants English guy who helped her with her Shakespeare, but she also liked the motorcycle riding Michael Carrington too. I liked, I liked that. Cause it, it was always hard for me for um, in the original when Sandy just kind of changed changed her whole entire personality to be with Danny. Um, yeah, it's it's more of an evolution, right? Right. This one, she's she kind of likes them both. I mean, yeah. she offered him double ketchup on her hamburger, and so I liked I liked that. But man, I thought he was good looking. I just thought he was so dreamboaty dreamy. Yeah, well, I mean, I didn't feel that way about him, but I, I guess. <laughs> But you did about Stephanie Zanoni. I did, yeah. She's uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's very attractive woman. I think you know the thing you 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 see, especially in a young Michelle Pfeiffer, is um, she's just naturally pretty. You know, she doesn't uh, just great bone structure and good smile and all that. Mm-hmm. You know, more mm-hmm. attractive to that kind of quality in a a female than somebody who's got to doll on all the makeup and everything. You know, that's so true. Well, um, what do you- what do you want me to end the show with? If you had to pick one, what do you want well, to be playing right now as we go out? Um, well, I mean, I think we're going to score tonight. I think is one of my favorite because that's a that's an ensemble piece. Yes. Um, what what, stand, what 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 quote stands out for you? I always um, there are two that I what, one that I can use in every day, but the other one that I can't. Whenever um, Johnny says to Stephanie. And now for best trophy. And she says, I ain't no one's trophy. And they get all mad at her. Like, I don't understand. What? And then the other one, when Michael says, are you free on Tuesday? And she's like, yeah, I'm free every day. It's in the Constitution. (laughs) I don't know. I just thought that was funny. So some people, when they say, are you free? I can do that. And I have before. But no we'll one has ever offered me to be a trophy for me to be able to say, I ain't no one's trophy. Well, uh, hopefully that'll help. I hope you'll, you'll be objectified in the near future and maybe you can use that one. <laughs> <laughs>
Hey, thank y'all for listening. And a big shout out to some guy in Austin for helping me break down Grease 2 for you. I hope each one of you are going right now to either grab your VHS or your DVD or check it out on Paramount Plus if you have a subscription to that or just go on YouTube and watch the musical numbers. So worth it. Remember, one of the best things you can do to support a podcast is to review the show on iTunes. It would be an honor if you headed over there and left us your thoughts. Make sure to follow me on all the socials. You can find me at Lindsay on Twitter and at Lindsay Ray on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to check out my real books, Why I Hate Green Beans and It's a Love Story. You can find them wherever books are sold. Y'all stay safe, have courage, and be kind out there until we're together again. Love you, mean it. Texas forever.